on geeks you're listening to episode 223 of the geeks under grace podcast my name is cody armor i'm here with lj lowry hello there and shelly walter hi this week we're geeking out about crash bandicoot batman and tv special effects but very special shout outs to our patreons at patreon.com slash geeks under grace specifically brian Schroeder, jordan garner casey cobble sam watson hannah bacon dan alo trey brayman peter taller michael miller jr hannah goose dalton burton michael caleb ardowin and communication flail. We appreciate you all so much. Indeed. You guys are awesome. I have had a fairly ungeeky week this week, uh, but there's a lot of news that I'm geeking out about. Uh, so let's just, what, what have you been playing, LJ? Uh, so on stream, I started Portal 2 on Friday. So that has been cool. really fun. The dialogue in that is so great. That's amazing. Uh, it's been really cool, especially it's been so many years since I streamed the first one. Have and you gotten to the Lemons rant? No. Well, I don't know off the top of my head at the moment. That's my favorite part of that entire game. Is he's like, you will rue the day you gave Cave Johnson lemons. Because he makes he's like, I'm going to make bombs out of them. Oh, yeah. And I'll throw them in your house. Yeah. <laughs> the, the part that I left off on... Um, was uh, with Wheatley whenever he's trying to help you out, and he's all birds, birds, and the birds are getting him. That was great. <laughs> I was like, that's good. Um, so yeah, that's been really good. I'm enjoying that. Uh, it's just one of those things that I've to- I've totally missed that on like in my backlog. So I'm excited to stream that, and it's been a lot of fun. Like kind of role playing since you're a silent protagonist anyway. Because there's been times mm-hmm. where I'm like, I do something dumb, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I have brain damage. Guys, remember? And so I kind of like try to like role play it a little bit, and so uh, yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, the other game that I've been playing uh, for review, uh, we were luckily enough to get a review copy of, is Disintegration, and it's from the co-creator of the original Halo. And uh, cool. it's weird because it's a first-person shooter, kind of. You like fly around in this like graph cycle thing, but you also command like a little squad like that's on the ground. And so, like, you command them to do stuff. They can shoot guys, and you put them into, like, a staggered, like, stunned state. And so you can use your guns to kind of, like, finish things off or whatever. Like, they have special abilities, too, that you can do. Um, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, it definitely feels like... It sounds cool. It definitely feels like something that, would, that I would have played on the OG Xbox. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been... It, that's been fun, too, so... Um, I keep finding barns. I looked up Disintegration, and it's a bunch of clips of a barn getting destroyed oh well there is like there are some like wilderness sections like like the mission mm-hmm. like i think that's mostly so far like what i've seen um but like there is a mission it looks like you're fighting in iowa <laughs> i have no idea where it's at exactly um but no there's like this whole mission where you're going to scavenge for for stuff and then there's like all these other like rebels because the whole point is, the whole plot of the game is that uh so there are these like evil robots that are like invading earth i guess iowa yeah so but what's weird is the whole plot is that uh the world is disease ridden which is a little too okay real right now um right and yeah. so then then there's like another thing where i'm like oh yeah that's also close to home good job like you know like but then it, the whole idea is that be, so that way he, uh humans could not necessarily improve but a way to deal with these things what they they all became integrated so the brains were saved and you can actually get input into a robotic body 
which is weird. Okay. And so every, every your your characters are robot. The characters you command are robots. There's the kind of the leader of like these this rebel group you kind of start up is is a human. He kind of reminds me of Achilles from Assassin's Creed Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just this older. Uh, like black dude he's i think he's blind i think because he's got like glasses and stuff but um but yeah no he uh, so all the humans are gone and they're all like implanted not, into robots. not all of them are gone i think but yeah the impl- the implication is that a lot of people have like been implanted into robots because yeah it's weird because then like regular humans are referred to as naturals so there's like a little <laughs> bit of like not like racism, but they try to like integrate. They try to integrate those like themes of like robot versus human and kind of stuff. Like it's okay. it seems like a very slapped together plot basically. But then there are the bad guys that I don't know exactly what they're there for yet. I think they're trying to take the integrated robots or something. Like I've gotten too far in it yet because what happened was I actually bought a copy on Xbox, not thinking we were going to get a review copy, and then a couple of days later, they're like, oh. Here you go. We hooked you up. So I was like, "All right, cool." So now I, I get the name now. Disintegration. Yes. I'm like, you ah. look at the logo. Integration. Yeah. Is like in a square box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I end up having to restart it like a day or two after I started it on Xbox. Um, but it's cool. It's I like the single player. It's got multiplayer, which in concept that should be cool, but it's just kind of chaos. Like, mm-hmm. there's not really like. I don't know. I just get lost in what's going on every time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a cool game. I don't necessarily know that it's like worth like it's not a full sixty, but it's fifty bucks. Uh, but okay. it's just one of those things where it's like there are so many other games right now people could be playing that there there's definitely others I would recommend over it. But it's still a fun ride. Like I said, it feels like something I would have played on the OG Xbox. Cool. Mm. That's fun. Yeah. So that's disintegration. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. What have you been playing, Shelly? Um, besides regular Smash, um, oh, I beat Digimon Cyber Sleuth. So oh, nice. I'm play nice. more of that. Finally beat it. So that's awesome. I'm definitely gonna wait quite a bit before starting Hacker's Memory, um, just because I think if I were to play them back to back, I'd get really burnt out. But mm. I'm not quite tired of Digimon in general yet. So I think I, I bought um. Digimon World Next Order, I think that's what it's called, or Digimon. It's called Digimon World. I think it's something. Digimon World Next Order. Um, yeah, yeah. So I did get that, and so I might play that even tonight after the podcast or something. We'll see, because um, that's a very different style of game. It has they're both Digimon, but they're completely different styles. Um, so I may start that. We'll see, but yeah, Cyber Sleuth, I, I I did it, so that was cool. I'm. Just kind of wish, like, the story wasn't absolutely amazing, but it was a heck of a lot better than any Pokemon game I've ever played, and I just wish <laughs> Pokemon would step their game up. That's a jab right there. Yeah. Step their game up. Yeah, seriously. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and besides that... I think they just need to, like, branch off and have more, yeah. like, at least teenager-friendly Pokemon games. I think so. Like, like they have... Like, it's so kitty, and I think they've gone, well, you can do all the complicated stuff with the Eevee training, mm-hmm. so that's enough for us. We're not going to worry about it, but, like, because they, they pander to that, but I almost need an in-between because I don't want to do all the Eevee and IV training. Yeah. Uh, but I would like a seri- more serious story. Well, what's weird is that um, Digimon, I feel like, does a pretty good job with, like, their age range and what they're going for because they make 
games that like kids and and you know have shows that kids can watch and and mm-hmm. sort of consume and pick up, but then they also mm-hmm. have games that like adults can also find joy in and shows too. Like they have shows where it's like oh they they're older and they have more like I wouldn't say dark themes. I don't think of the dark themes, mm-hmm. but more mature themes. I guess um, it feels like that series grew up with its audience, whereas Pokemon didn't. Definitely. Yeah, definitely they did. Pokemon. The last one I played for Pokemon was X and Y, but I mean the story was so, like, kiddish, you know, and very predictable. And it was kind of the same thing that I'd been playing for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pokemon really hasn't like deviated much. And I know there's uh, Digimon Survive. I don't think that game is out yet, but that that's one that's uh, again, mm-hmm. a, it's like a strategy game. It's uh, very different from Cyber Sleuth or Next Order, and um, is like a little bit more mature even there too so i don't know they should have the pokemon movie writers make the story for the game some of those movies are real good yeah like three shelly's like no (laughs) most of them are not but think of like the lucario story the good ones not good Lucario story, I can't remember what it's called, but that in a game would yeah. have been a lot of fun. No, you're right. That was a good movie. That was one of the good ones. Um, Start like traveling time instead. But no, what's interesting is that Digimon really grew with its audience. I feel like Pokemon is doing mm-hmm. the exact opposite because their most recent Pokemon presentation, like yeah, they talked about the DLC, but they also talked about um, Pokemon Smile. Pokemon Smile, yeah, and, then and cafe. which is specifically kids. for kids, and yeah, like Pokemon Cafe, which seems like a really you know, easy game to get into if you really want to. It's just a really easy little puzzle game that um, is free to start, which I'm like, oh my gosh, the wording <laughs> on that, free to start. And then they have Pokemon yeah. New Snap, which isn't like, you know, maybe oh, so that's for like I the... I forgot about that on the news. I'm oh, so yeah. excited for that. Yeah. There you go. You hit a lot to know. <laughs> but yeah, it's like they, and that I think is what they do for, like, their pandering to the older audiences is just nostalgia and replaying mm-hmm. and just remaking, um, like, oh, you played this game a long time ago. We're going to make it again for, like, the newest generation. Like, that's what they do. Because I'll probably love Pokemon Snap, but it's definitely not going to be like a more mature no, game exactly yeah mm-hmm. they just like digimon is like hey we're gonna cater to our more adult audience with more adult themes um not inappropriate mm-hmm. i don't think it's ever inappropriate it's just you know less kiddish whereas pokemon's mm-hmm. like oh no this is this is the same stuff you experienced before we're just putting a new shiny paint on it and yep. calling it new it's not but it's, well we're saying for, it for the pokemon snap thing specifically they said islands and i'm like ooh, because they're gonna have to Add new I think and stuff. I think Pokemon Snap is is has been due. Like people wanted back in, during Wii U days. I think yeah, that's yeah. actually totally valid. Would have been totally amazing. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, it just Could uses a camera. Yeah, <laughs> you use yeah. The thing. I think it'll be cool. I think it's yeah. a good amazing. call. Um, but I don't know. That's just that's my small mini analysis on Digimon versus Pokemon yeah. at least in the games department. Um, and then besides that. Uh, I remember, I think I mentioned it when I first got Overcooked 2 on my Switch, how my fiancé did not want to play with me because he said he, <laughs> he likes where our relationship is at now. Well, we played... I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, uh, my roommate and her boyfriend wanted to play with us. 
to play a four oh. player, and I've never played with more than just two players. Oh. So now uh, you're all like can hold each other accountable because you're playing as like doubles. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's it's <laughs> it's so funny. My roommate and her boyfriend are the couple that will play. They they played all through the first Overcooked together, and so that's why they want to play Overcooked two with us oh. because I've Overcooked two on my Switch. So they're like, hey, can we like play mm-hmm. on your game? I'm like, yeah, that's totally fine. Um, so they're the couple that does that, and they also play Mario Kart together. I'm like, how is your... Like, maybe that just shows how strong your relationship is, because, like, <laughs> you you guys do the things that just break apart all relationships, um, and you guys are fine. So we played four-player, um, and Daniel had never even played Overcooked before, because oh. he was just like, oh, it's just one of those games that, like, like you get really angry at people. But he ended up really liking it, and then by the end of the night, after, like, my roommate and her boyfriend had to stop playing, Daniel's like... Can we keep playing like just us two? <laughs> and I'm there like, okay. And we actually, it was like, it was awesome. Like we, we, our minds are very in sync. We were, we were doing a good job. So um, I think we'll probably Game continue. Game frustrates me so much. We'll probably keep playing together. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, I'm not worried about our relationship or anything. Like I'm not worried. That's about awesome. It. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, that's I'm, fun. It breaks my ADHD. Yeah, like, yeah. Shatters it. There's a lot. Um, <laughs> but anyway, those are the those are games I'm playing. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. We'll get into the gaming news. Go ahead, LJ. Alrighty. So there was a lot. There's so much news. I really had to, to like wind it down because so there was the Pokemon thing, um, and then we, uh, last week, then we had the EA thing last week, which was basically a dud in my opinion. I think a lot of people's opinion. Um, but. Let's see as I scroll back up here. Um, so for gaming, the first big piece of news that's like fresh off the, fresh out the oven today is that Microsoft is shutting down Mixer and going with Facebook Gaming. That is so crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know that they've given much of a reason, honestly. Or like, given the platform much of a chance, I feel like they just signed on a bunch of people. Well, it's been out for the platform's been around for four years, too, which is crazy, but and so it's many done people well. Just, true. Didn't so many people jump the boat from Twitch to Mixer? Like, yep, yep. Ninja and stuff like that? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ninja and for Shroud contracts. I mean, they contract. paid money to do that. Yeah. That doesn't so, make any sense. So, my wonder is if they're going to, if they're going with Facebook gaming, obviously it's going to be on their console, mm-hmm. but are they going to use the Mixer technology, which I've, I've never used Mixer, but I've heard that the technology's flawless. Oh, it is. It's great. Uh, uh, so I wouldn't, like, I don't think Facebook gaming's been all that great. Like, there's definitely lag there. Unle- so I wonder if they'll take their Mixer they, un- unless, yeah, they're, unless it. Unless they're partnering. So what's weird with Facebook gaming is it definitely, I think it has more of an audience overseas for based on what I've heard. Okay. Yeah, and so it's just kind of, um, I don't know, like, hey, if that helps Facebook out, and then if Facebook helps Microsoft out, then maybe they have something there, but I... I, I would just imagine, I'm surprised that Facebook isn't buying Mixer or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's weird that it's a partnership and not just, hey, we want your technology, it works better than ours. Yeah. Because what Facebook does, it just absorbs anything that might be a competitor. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I really don't know. I mean, maybe, th- I mean, I'm not the best person to talk to about this kind of stuff just because my knowledge base isn't that great. But I don't know. Like, it's, it, I think it's come as a surprise to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it, it was connected to, there's all these allegations and all these other stuff about, like, these leaders in the streaming industries right now, too. So me mm-hmm. not following it, 
because I had a lot of other stuff to deal with today. Like, I was, like, muting all my chats and stuff. And so, uh, later on, I was like, oh, so I was like, so my comment was, oh, so are they just shutting it down instead of solving the problem? <laughs> or, or, you know, like, so yeah. So then, uh, then, uh, then somebody informed me, like, oh, no, those two aren't connected. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool, I guess. Like, you know, but... Um, it makes Facebook Gaming an actual competitor now. I've never thought of Facebook Gaming as, like, anything close to what Twitch is. Right. And Twitch is still the king. YouTube Gaming was kind of there, and they're kind of doing their things separately. Mm-hmm. Um, Even Mixer I, was not a, much of a competition, but it was the only competition Twitch had. Yeah. Besides YouTube Gaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's I true. don't know. You, YouTube Gaming's got its own weird following that's, like, for YouTubers, specifically. <laughs> um yeah, like YouTube gamers do YouTube gaming and do really well with it. Right, right. I haven't heard of a lot of people being like I'm, I don't know any Facebook gamers that are big Facebook gamers. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. I'm sure we'll start seeing some soon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just kind it's of surprising to a lot of people. Uh, so the next the next piece of news is probably my favorite on this list. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Four got announced officially. Yeah. With a yeah. Trailer. Mm-hmm. It looks great. It's about it looks so time. good. Yeah, so it's literally called Crash Bandicoot <laughs> 4. It's about time. And uh, it looks fun. fun. They do a lot of cool new looking things with the platforming and different stuff you could do. Uh, there's you know, there's multiple playable characters, which is always something that the Crash games have done. But then the best part to me was when they basically retcon every, every other Crash game at the end. Because uh, yeah. uh, one of the characters gets asked, like... Uh, like how many adventures have you guys been on? And they're like, oh, three. And they're like, oh, hasn't it been more? Or like, it feels like a lot more or something like that. And yeah, like, that's all. I think it was a lot more than that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was hilarious because they basically retconned every other like Crash game that came out after that. <laughs> What's kind of cool for me is I've only played the first two. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's kind of like I'll be able to just kind of jump back into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, uh, those original, rem- the three remakes... Those got super hard for some reason. Uh, I think it was because the way they, like, the remake... It's like what the remake did to some of the jumps and, like, the hitboxes for the platforms and stuff. Oh, okay. But that, that game is, like, a speedrunner's, like... Like, a lot of people speedrun that, that, those remakes now. Um, I was terrible at that game back in the day, too. So, like, that's one thing is, like, when those that initial, like, remake trilogy came out, people were like, was this hard? Like, was it this hard back in the day as it is now? Like, what's the deal here? And then uh, kind of articles are coming out saying, like, nope, it is harder because because of these reasons and stuff. Like, Yeah, so, smaller jumps or whatever. Yeah, I can't, I can barely even play those games now. So I hope this one, like, they should keep the difficulty there, I guess, for the people that want it. But if they're, if hopefully they, like, did something in a way where, like, it won't be super tough and ridiculous for, like, people that want to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, let's see. Uh, third piece of news. Uh, I don't. I wonder how many people care about this one. Um, is <laughs> Min Min uh, from Arms in uh, joins is going to join Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? I didn't even know who that was until <laughs> before the show, like five minutes before the show. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Min Min. It looks. I don't know. I was talking to to Daniel about it, and um. I think it's really cool that it's a character that's not just the regular um, spring, man spring, or... spring man or spring yeah. boy. I think it's spring man. Um, yeah, yeah. And Min Min's actually like 
the most popular character from ARMS. So I'm like, hey, that's cool. Also, more women characters is awesome because uh, yeah, the only yeah. female um, character from the first uh, DLC round was female Byleth, but really it's, you could play male or female. So like, even right, though it's like, right. oh, does that even mm. really count necessarily? Um, I've heard rumors that people, people are thinking that this next round DLC is going to be all women, um, or women representation, maybe with another Avatar Switch like Byleth. Um, That'd be cool. I would be super down with that because that also means there's a higher chance of a Materasu from Okami. I still oh, want it. That'd be legit. I still do. I don't think it's going to happen, but I still want it. So I'm like, hey, that's happen. fine with me. I like woman representation <laughs> in my games. Um, but yeah, also she just looks like not ideal for 1v1s at all, but would be fun to play in like a big game of Smash. So like, because she looks really slow. Yeah. It's funny mm. because like, they presented Byleth to be like the distance demon. Like he's really slow, but he can reach really far. Mm. Whereas now it's like you got a character that's even slower, but can reach even farther. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think she'll be fun to mess around with. Um, but I don't see people using her really competitively. Unless people just are like, hey, here's this crazy mm -hmm. cool combo or this like, you know, all this cool stuff you could do with Min Min. And all of a sudden she becomes top tier. I don't know. I'm not... A, a lot of people competitive. really wanted Twintel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, which I thought would have been cool. Like, maybe Min Min is more popular overseas. I'm really not sure. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, so my thing is, I don't really know who is still playing ARMS. Like, it was fine yeah. to, I guess, run around with for a while. Like, and I enjoyed what I played of it. never played it. But it was just, like, it was one of those things where I was done with it after, like, a week or two, and that was kind of it. Yeah, it's... It is a little bit weird to have an arms character now like it yeah. would have made sense for the first round of dlc because you know it came out closer then but yeah, or no even if super smash bros anymore. was out sooner you know like yeah. if it was out towards launch mm -hmm. yeah but what is pretty significant for this um for the smash community is people are realizing now like this deconfirms the theory that a um spirit can be like be added as DLC because for the longest time everyone's like, oh, this character can't be in this game uh, or can't be added as a player character in this game because they're already a spirit. Like they, there was just this theory behind it that was sort of like, kind of proved with the first round DLC. This like, oh, the, none of these were originally spirits in the game. Mm. They're added as DLC, but Min Min was in fact a spirit. So that actually opens the okay. door for a lot of other characters, um, which is exciting for people, including my man Waluigi. I really want Waluigi <laughs> in this freaking game. Yeah. Then again, he's also an item, so like, he may have another hurdle to cross, but you know what? He's already over one, so <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. he can get there. I want my man Waluigi, Waluigi in this game, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. So, what, what I kind of hope for now, only because of the Mii costumes, I saw that Haihachi from Tekken is a Mii costume. I was Ooh. like, yeah! So, like, yeah. being a Tekken player, I'm excited That's that crazy. they're getting some representation. So, like, if they add Haihachi, like, which was weird because he was also in PlayStation All-Stars, but if they add a Tekken character, that would be so legit. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they added um, Vault Boy as a, as a me costume. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, that, that's the other one I was thinking of. Because um, they added Splatoon, uh, Fallout. Yeah, so mm -hmm. the Vault Boy is a me costume, which, which is pretty neat. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just kind of unfortunate, I think, timing with all this i mean they can't mm -hmm. really you can't really avoid this all quarantine but it's 
just from the Smash community, a lot of people are not necessarily super excited for Min Min and Vault Boy. They're just kind of like, oh, cool. But I don't necessarily think that's because they're bad picks or anything. I think people are just... You know, they're not really paying attention to Smash right now. It's really hard people, to. Cause people no also more know what they want before they even get it. Yeah. Also. So everybody has this idea of what they would want in the DLC packs or whatever. And then yeah. when they see something they don't like, they're like, oh, but you know, then they flip out. Like, like at the end of the day, like, even though I was like, oh, Byleth's another Fire Emblem character. Like, I played as Byleth for a while, and Byleth is like a super strong character. I was like, okay, like, this character is actually very interesting to use. Yeah. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still excited to try out Min Min. I think it'll be mm-hmm. fun to, again, play it, play as her in, like, especially bigger matches with us, like, not just 1v1. I think that'll be, it'll be fun to just be able to reach all the way across the screen and that sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. um, it's still, still more characters are better than none, honestly. Like, the, more is DLCs this the start of pack two or is it still pack one? This is the start of pack two, is the opener for pack two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, go, I was confused. Oh, yeah. So I'll have to get pack two now. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So that cool. is uh, your news for gaming. There's a lot more out there. And the pull list. Oh, yeah. Pull list. Uh, we're getting SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom remaster. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rehydrated. Yeah. Re- <laughs> that's right. It, that's right. It's called Rehydrated. Mm-hmm. And then we're also <laughs> getting, uh, finally, uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer is coming out. A pod racer game. Yeah. So good. Well, the original. I have fond memories. I don't know if it was actually good. Yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah. It, I think though people would agree that it was good back in the day. Um, and yeah. then okay. the third one is that free-to-play game Ninjala that got announced during one of the directs earlier this year. Um, so that looks really cool. Um, so yeah, that's our pull list. Sweet. Mm-hmm. We'll get into movies. I. Did anyone else watch Artemis Fowl? No. No, I just... Go for okay. it. I've seen reviews for it. <laughs> it's probably okay that Go you didn't see it. Go ahead and make a foul of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a foul <laughs> movie. It's not that bad. It, it really wasn't, like... It's not terrible, but I would have been really bummed if I would have paid money to see it. Yeah. More than my Disney Plus thing. Like, if you're at home, uh, if you have kids specifically, it's definitely geared towards children. Mm. Uh... The kid is a mastermind, and the main character, Artemis, and so he does, like, a really good job in the beginning of being this, like, super smart kid, but they just, like, I think they could have done more with that, hmm. and I don't know the books. I haven't read the books before. I'm sure that they completely butchered it from the books if the reviews <laughs> are butchering it. That's probably why. Um, and then also, I just thought the casting for one of the characters was really strange it's uh he plays olaf josh gad and he's a really good actor and he does uh, pretty well with what he's given uh but he's like a he's a giant dwarf in this and so he has a scratchy voice he talks like this the whole time and it was really really weird because you could still it was like you were listening to olaf try to be batman Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how it's I feel just about that. Odd. Summer. <laughs> yeah, it was. Give me summer now. I don't know. <laughs> there was. It was a lot to be desired. I think that they could have um, written it more. He he kept just going. Oh, this is all going according to my plan, and it was like, all right, sure it is, because that's what the plot says. But it didn't <laughs> seem like 
it didn't seem like a house of cards situation where he was actually stacking things up for his for his own purposes uh-huh. um it would have been kind of cool if they would have played into that a little bit more and that uh everyone would have been like literally falling into his trap um also i guess in the uh, books he plays like a he's more of a villain hmm. character uh, almost not even an anti-hero but a villain he's a master criminal mastermind and at the end he says he spoiler i guess but it's not really a big of a spoiler because it's his character yeah um he like says at the very end he was like i'm a criminal mastermind and he puts his glasses on and walks away and he's like a 10 year old kid and it was like are you criminal like you haven't done that much illegal yet like <laughs> <laughs> he because he kind of like saves the day um and i won't i won't get into details of why because that would actually spoil the movie um but it was like you're, you're playing this hero and i guess in the books it was he's an actual villain and that would have been really fun to watch kind of a it would have been almost like a, a kiddier version of like a breaking bad situation huh. of watching the villain kind of like take over and be the main character i think it could have been fun um but again if you have kids it's not like the worst movie in the world. People were dissing the special effects. I don't think special effects were that bad. I looked all right. Hmm. Um, the dwarves are weird. I won't explain, but they are definitely strange creatures in this. Huh. Uh, yeah. That's that's that. It's about like fairies and I guess you should give the premise. It's about <laughs> dwarves and fairies and all these it's fictional the characters. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, you probably don't even know what it's about. <laughs> That's like when I was talking it's about like a... I was like, oh, I should probably see what it's about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, so all these fictional, like, fantasy creatures, and they exist, and they exist in the modern world, but they are all in hiding. And so uh, there's, like, a whole underground world of fairies and dwarves and stuff that live, like, below us in the center of the earth. Huh. Um, and so that gets tangled up with artemis fowl his dad's super into fairy tales and he doesn't know why um and then he finds out that they're real and it almost doesn't sound too far off from like a fantastic beast or something like that yeah what's really cool that i like premise wise i think is really cool that is that like the fairies and stuff are super high tech huh. uh, mm-hmm. and that's because they've just like they've got magic <laughs> they can infuse with their with their technologies and stuff huh. cool. uh, that part was really kind of cool so it's almost, even though it's got fairies in it, it's more of a sci-fi than it is a fantasy. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. That's that. You can get it on Disney+. Plus. If you have Disney+, Plus, you got some kids. <laughs> watch it. It's not... You won't be that mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Still not Valyrian. I'll say that. Ooh, not as bad as Valyrian? Oh, wow. No. Someone brought up Valyrian the other day on Facebook... And they were like, this movie, I watched half of it, it's not that bad. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> I try not to diss a lot of things on all our podcasts, but I will diss Valerian forever. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, yeah. This is bad. It's a bad movie. Don't watch Valerian. Saved you two hours of your life. Uh, <laughs> before I get in trouble... LJ, how's Batman vs Superman? Oh yeah, well I was gonna say uh, while you're saving people from two hours of their lives, I didn't necessarily lose two three hours because I actually like enjoyed the experience watching the extended cut. Yeah. And had you seen the original? Yes. Oh yeah, I've seen the original. Okay. And uh, there was a lot in there that like 
at first I'm like, I don't remember this. And then I looked and I'm like, oh, that's the extended cut stuff. Because, like, a lot yeah. of the movie makes so much more sense now. And then, like... I don't understand because it's literally, like, isn't it 15, 20 minutes more? There's a whole entire 30 minutes of movie. Uh, is it 30 minutes? Okay. Because now the runtime is three hours and two minutes. Oh, it yeah. Is so okay. Long. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's the smallest little clips here and well, there. Yeah, and I think like usually when you look at like extended cut or unrated version, it's like, oh, here's like ten minutes of some dialogue or some or some extra like lengthier action scene. But mm-hmm. I thought this was very well done, and then uh, I, I liked Amy Adams's character a lot more in this. Like, she was much. She better. had a reason for being in the movie. Yes, but I mean, like, I feel like even like as an actress, like she did a pretty good job as well. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Oh, redeeming. Yeah, like, I was like, podcast. okay, good. Yeah, because I straight up roasted her last time. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I enjoyed that movie a, a lot more than I expected to. I expected to dunk mm-hmm. on it the whole time. I actually don't hate Jesse Eisenberg in that movie. I. I liked him. Yeah, I did too. Like after, like, because it took me a while to think of him as more of like the super, like, or the Lex Luthor from like the original movies, like the Gene Hackman, mm. like, uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, like, um, Lex Luthor. You know, like kind of the more like not serious kind of one. You know, like, so it took. Yeah. I kind of had to put my headspace in there for him. Uh. It was just so crazy the build up of the movie too, because then there were those like dream sequences that that uh, that Bruce just was don't having. Matter anymore. They, it almost like they, they don't. It was almost like they were trying to set up like an injustice movie rather than like a Justice League movie. Weird. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like because there was the whole thing where like they had like the soldiers and Superman comes, and I'm like, oh. I think that was originally part of the plan. Was to have an injustice storyline somewhere in his like three arc justice league movies so because then at the time the game was coming out too so i'm sure warner brothers was like oh hey you know you know we have this thing coming out too you should sprinkle some of that in there um so that could be if you like that side of things watch uh justice league apocalypse uh dark right yeah yeah uh, whatever the last one was apocalypse apocalypse yeah so uh so that kind of like it that kind of threw me off at first but then it got better as they were trying to like it still doesn't didn't make a lot of sense but it got better as they were starting to like as he was starting into looking into forming the team and stuff and i was like it still kind of feels like the justice league movie we got which makes sense the movie we got wasn't the movie we were supposed to get you know like Mm -hmm. so i liked it i I liked it a lot um it was cool seeing i want to go back to your lex Luthor thing yeah i really like his portrayal of lex Luthor and his acting yes my biggest issue is that he's not written in a way that he would ever get voted president. And, like, I wanted to see more of that side of Lex Luthor that everybody likes, even though he's a bad guy. Right, right. He's kind of... Not a, us as the audience, but, like... He's kind of just an unlikable character for everybody in that movie. Like, yeah, and in the, the comics and the cartoons, he, like, manipulates yes. all of the United States into thinking that he's in the right. He still kind of manipulates and, everybody, but he's kind of more like a brat. Like, just kind of, like, manipulating everybody. Yeah, I would have loved to see like everyone be on his side, and you'd be like, "No, yeah. you're not supposed to be on his side. He's terrible." Yeah, yeah. But from the outside point of view, everyone would be like, "He's our hero." Yeah. We didn't get to see that, and I wish we would have, because I think Jesse Eisenberg, if anyone could do that and play that off well, it would have been. Yes, him. I f- I feel like he did very very well with what he had, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, 
So, and then I love seeing Doomsday on screen again. As much as they tried <laughs> to shoehorn all these different plot lines in this movie, like being a fan of the Death and Return story, I was like, okay, this is still really cool. I, I love that Doomsday is on screen at least. Um, yeah. So, so then there's the issue of the whole Martha thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I thought I was going to laugh at it at first, which I still kind of did because it, it is awkward the way they make that situation happen because then he's like save Martha and then it triggers Bruce in a very PTSD kind of way because like he doesn't know yet like why he said the name but then I I laughed at how at the perfect time Lois was able to get off that helicopter run over there and be like it's his mother's name stop like you know like basically like break him (laughs) off from fighting so that was the funny part was more that necessarily not and and it wasn't more like a oh hey like my name my mom's name is Martha too we're homies it's like a oh like <laughs> it's fun. like it's more like a oh crap that triggered me and then more of like a like okay I'll go save your mother you know that kind of a deal because like yeah it's more like the fact that they could have just like I mean I guess it, I don't know which way would better work but it almost could have been like a thing where he'd be like well my mother's you know he has my mother. But I feel like the Martha thing was necessary for our trigger. So I'm kind of torn on whether that was even a good move or not because it's still comically bad, like the timing of it. Mm-hmm. But like I understand the intentions behind it. Um, I think that the name didn't really have to matter. Like if he would have yes, said, "That's what I was saying." Yeah, he has my mother. He's gonna kill my mom. Yeah, that would have been enough for Bruce Wayne to be like, "That's not happening." He, he, well, and and then to be fair, he did try to tell him. Like, but then you just start whipping on him. Um, yeah, but, that too. Like, but then like he I would just like, listen. I Bruce. feel like in that moment when he instead of saying like save Martha, or he'd be like, or he could have just said like he has my mother or something. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, or he's gonna kill my mom. So the name then... did not have to happen, but I understand why it was there. Yeah, yeah, it's still silly. It is. I saw a thing. I didn't really think of the parallel, but in uh, Endgame mm-hmm. when Captain America. Is fighting himself and the picture falls out. Oh yeah, it's a very similar situation. He's like, "Why do you have that?" And it's like, "Cause I'm you." Uh, but it was a very like Martha situation. <laughs> yeah, they're fighting each other and then they find this common ground. And like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, uh, so that's my thoughts on Batman vs Superman. I really like so far watching those two movies. I have not hated these movies. I've actually enjoyed them. Um, so I'm trying to decide if I'll go in, if I'll watch Wonder Woman or if I'll just go right into Justice League. So which comes first? I guess it would be Wonder Woman technically really does, but I, I was gonna say it doesn't really matter. Like I'll probably just watch, go and watch Justice League next, and then watch the other solo movies again if I still really want to do that. Mm-hmm. You gonna watch Suicide Squad? Nah, probably not. Nah, <laughs> I watched that. I watched that too recently to like where it's still like fresh in my brain. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So. Like last year or something, I watched it. I'm down for an Iron Cut. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah um, but those are my thoughts on Batman vs Superman. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Sweet. Well, we'll get into this news then. Yeah. Speaking of, I was just gonna say, DC. speaking of DC and Batman, um, <laughs> Michael Keaton's actually in talks of returning as Batman, specifically in the Flash. But not Batman Beyond. Yeah. Want a Batman Beyond where he plays old Bruce could be perfect. Yeah, everybody wants that. Right. Yeah, we really have to put it in context. It's not just Michael Keaton returning as Batman. It's Michael Keaton returning as Batman and the Flash, potentially. Although Hollywood Reporter does yeah. say that potentially he could be part of future, you know, DC movies. Um, 
which I'm sure they they could do. It's just still weird because Robert Pattinson still could be Batman relatively. It seems like you'd be shoehorning him in to put him in other movies. I don't know. Oh, no. I'm also really worried in Flashpoint Paradox. That's what it is, right? Flashpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That whole storyline, it's Batman is Bruce Wayne's dad, Thomas Wayne. And so... I really want Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays his dad in, I believe it's BVS. Um, yes, yes. I love that actor, and I really want him to play Thomas oh, Wayne because I he think would be a good he would do amazing. Mm-hmm. Especially, he's just he's so good. He'd he plays good Negan Batman. for those who don't know. Oh, God, um, yeah. He's in talks too, but people are talking way more about Keaton than to they me, are. To me, it's like you should stick him. with that because that would be amazing. <laughs> be super cool. I'm hoping it's kind of like he's just phasing in and out of dimensions or times. I feel like it's gotta be, it's gonna be something enough. I feel like it'd be hard to make it a really big significant thing. You know, it would be like some sort of Easter egg instead or be some sort of like, oh look, it's, you know, it's Michael Keaton. It's Batman. (laughs) Ha ha. I'm really okay with Flashpoint Paradox turning into the Crisis on Infinite Earths TV show crossover that was just insane cameos. I'm okay with yeah. that movie just That'd be cool. becoming more of that. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. That'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a Batman. But yeah, so there's that. So who knows? We might see might see him returning to his role as Batman. Um, Crazy. Uh, hmm. Besides that, there's Animorphs movie in the works. Now, Animorphs, if you're not familiar, it was a book series. So many books. There, It was... There's just a lot of books. Um, it was like that series. and Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they're all like unique stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. they. it's about these kids who can turn into animals and they have to they have to touch the animal first before they turn into it. And they can only t- stay as an animal for like up to an hour or something or else if they if they go past the time limit they stay as an animal forever. And then there's like this all these aliens that are involved and... It's actually mm-hmm. a very weird, trippy story. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I read some of them when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, this is cool. They can turn into animals. But, like, thinking back on it, <laughs> reflecting kid on Shelley it. Kid Shelly is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back on it and reflecting, it was a weird, trippy thing. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember much about him, but I remember, like, I thought he would be, like, a superhero. And he wasn't. I don't even remember which one it was. I don't remember. He was like trying to get changed back, was freaking out that he wasn't going to change back. I, exactly. I don't remember so many um, actual plot points as like, I, I remember one of the kids permanently was turned into a red-tailed falcon because he was he was a red-tailed falcon for too long. And so he stayed as that. Um, and then I remember there was this, I just remember this other scene. I was so stressed out about it where they're like, to the kids, they're both wolves. They're running through the forest and they're running away from the aliens. But they have—they've been running for so long, and like, oh, are they gonna get away fast enough? Or are they gonna turn to wolves forever? And they barely make it. Um, and I was just like, <laughs> as a little kid, I was like, oh my gosh, that was so stressful. What's gonna happen? So I have no idea how they're gonna make a movie of this, but they did it with Goosebumps. So yeah. they can with this. They—they. They, they have the technology to probably not make it look disgusting, which is good because if you look at the covers, they look kind of disgusting. 
Um, at least they always yeah. freaked me out, even though I read them. I, I was there was a out. Nickelodeon show, I believe, too, but I don't no, remember yeah. it at all. That, that show's disgusting, too. I'm just saying. Like, it just looks bad. <laughs> it's not a good show. Um, but you're right. There was a show on this, and I just feel like they would... At this point, I don't... Beast Boy looks okay in DC Universe, in Titans. Yeah, yeah. I assume that'll be the same thing, only not green. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like... I don't know if they would actually like take real plot points from the books or if they would just take the concepts from the books and make a movie out of it. I feel like it would almost be better if they took these concepts and like made their Did, own like, new an thing. original thing. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I I guess I have just no, make it no clue. Beast Boy versus Aliens. Only it's a team of Beast Boys that turn into different animals. Mhm. <laughs> but yeah, it was I'm down. That's that's currently happening. So all you all you other '90s kids out there can be excited <laughs> like me. Even though I, I don't know if I would say I'm excited. Again, it was a it was a really weird series. Um, mm. I just don't really think it needed to be pulled out of the '90s, but I guess someone thinks it needs to. Um, but there's that weird. We've talked about this before. Nostalgia is in the market right now. I know. I just this isn't something that like people are super nostalgic about, though. That's true, though. But everybody's so a lot of, of people like have been talking about animals recently <laughs> because um, J.K. Rowling's been under fire and Harry oh. Potter has been under fire. So people have been like, "Oh, what are some true. other like you know '90s book series that people grew up with?" And people you know started talking about animorphs. So it's in people's minds right now, I guess, just oh, okay. simply no. because of that. Just because. Twitter is so influential. Um, But anyway, there's that. Um, And our final movie news is the King's Man trailer. And it is the third in the King's Men movies. Um, It looks really good. It's not like a trilogy. This is the origin story like this is the the story of how the society came to be so it's like way Mm -hmm. in the past it's a prequel um i don't think any of the characters are i didn't recognize any of the characters i think they're all supposed to be you know just the original old guys right so i I think the main character is somebody in particular but i don't remember off the top of my head at the point at this point isn't it might be michael his name oh maybe yeah, like I think it's Michael Caine's character, but I'm not sure. Maybe. That would make that sense. That still seems like it would be too far back, possibly, but I have no idea. We'll see. That, it's, the trailer it's, looks cool, though. Trailer life looks cool. Um, again, these movies do such a good job with their cinematography, with their, their camera work. It's just kind of nuts. Um, that's what makes mm-hmm. them, really sets them apart from other movies. So you could see that evident in this trailer already. Um, it's just super, it's just super fun to watch. Like, I, I watched the first two... Um, Those movies are fun. Yeah, they're just they're just mm. fun to watch. Honestly. There's violence. There's, there's violence. language. There's a lot of stuff in there. It's a lot of stuff that yeah. you may not be okay fun. with. But if you get past the cinematography, it, is crazy. They're well made movies. That's for sure. Yeah, like the in the commercial with the submarine, they do this weird thing with the waves and like the way the submarine is like bending. I'm sure that was all CGI, so I can't really call it camera work. But like, it just looked awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. So. That's exciting. Um, Chester King is Michael Caine's character in those. I looked it up. Got it. So is it the one for this movie? That I'm not for sure on. Well, um, but his last name's King, so maybe. <laughs> maybe. I could see him being the kid. Let me see. Right, that's uh, what I was thinking. It would have to be him, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, if you like that series, if if you're a fan of those two movies, there's a third one coming with more stuff. Different characters, but same idea. So that's pretty Could be really cool. Yeah. That's uh I think that's all our movie news today. Alrighty. Well, LJ, I think you're the only one who watched any TV. Oh yeah. I watched so the 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 probably peak top kind of epitome of tv in anime form is definitely one piece with oh, all the yeah. episodes and i started watching i guess <laughs> well, I mean, like, what i mean is like there's you know like that's easily one of the like the largest like in like in terms of like that's like south park like like levels south park like simpsons levels of like episodes there like almost okay like, as far as like anime goes uh, in most mm-hmm. episodes yes. is that more than is it bleach that has a ton there's that in bleach uh i think one piece still has more because bleach actually ended wow at some point. i don't one piece is still going there's like yeah. 800 episodes of one piece that's crazy yeah so i started what watching made you decide to start that uh my cousin uh works with me we've been like here we'll talk about it every now and then so i'm like uh i was like i was like you know what i'm just gonna watch it i'm gonna try again i've tried it's kind of like me getting into like skyrim the past couple years it's like i try it and i play it for a few hours and then i just drop off of it with one piece i've been mm-hmm. the same way where it's yeah. like i'll watch it i'll watch a few episodes yeah uh i'll watch a few episodes and then i just kind of drop off from it so my thing is like i'm gonna give this a shot until uh, until something else comes around i'm gonna see how long i could go uh i'm, I'm not very okay. far in it I'm like maybe nine to ten episodes in it, but it's a really good show. Like as far as I've watched it, um, the characters are really crazy. Uh, it's and it's very old style anime, so there's just a lot of like silliness, and it's just got it's a lot of silliness, but also like I can't I can't wait for like some of the more bigger arcs to happen, some of like the more character development stuff to come, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how long I can keep up with it, uh, but yeah, it's exciting. It's a fun show. Cool. Mm-hmm. You brought up Skyrim, so I just looked up Skyrim uh, on Nintendo Switch because that's where I would want to play it, mm-hmm. and it's still sixty dollars. It was just on sale for thirty. Really? Yes. Like, oh, I like, messed up. Like last week, um, ah. which I've also been playing that off and off on off and on again recently, and that port is great, by the way. Uh, it's a really good port. Not sixty dollars, great. That's crazy. No, it's not. Um, I've had a copy of it for a while. How old is that game? Uh, two thousand eleven. Almost you can play on PC for seven dollars. Can you play it on your Mac? I doubt. Maybe you could probably play it on your PlayStation for cheaper, also. But it would be yeah. A good my wife's gonna have Final Fantasy um, Seven for the next but, few weeks. Yeah, but it's just one of those things where like stuff like that, like there's stuff like that that I've tried to like get into over the years, and I just drop off of it after a while. So One Piece was that for me, like in regards of anime. So. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, we'll get into TV news then. Uh, let's start with the Disney Plus stuff. Do it. Obi-Wan is a TV show. It's being yes. made. Uh, apparently, uh, Ewan McGregor wants it to be called Hello There, yeah, Shelly said. That's what I... And <laughs> if that's wrong... I don't have a source for that. You could get upset with me, but that was the big meme that was uh, going around on pre-code memes subreddit the other day, and they all looked like they were actually from legit sources. <laughs> So That's I crazy. love that he's 
He knows he's a meme and he's embracing so for, it. I love it. <laughs> I if they call it hello there, then the theme song has to be Blink One Eighty Two. Hello there, <laughs> Angel from my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and then it could be what's grievous? Grievous. Yeah. Jimmy and it'll just be like him flash having flashbacks. <laughs> Angel from my nightmare. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> so good. Uh, okay, that's not the news. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be using the same special effects as the Mandalorian, which obviously is a good thing because Mandalorian special effects are wonderfully organic looking. Uh, a lot of it's practical effects, but the weird thing I didn't realize they were doing is they're not using green screens, and instead they're using newer LED screens. Are they LED? It's Some like kind a of, virtual green screen, I think they called it. Yeah, they're able to actually put the backdrop like that they would green screen in mm-hmm. uh into the actual background of his of his set uh, so that there's this immersion for the character as well the actor as well mm. so he's able to kind of feel like he's in that area uh, which is crazy just imagine these giant screens um that surround you and then they're actually the set of whatever you're acting in that'd be pretty cool and i didn't realize they were doing that but it makes a lot of sense looking at it because it does feel like you're there and i'm sure that that's partly because they can move the camera around that set, mm-hmm. and you're not having to pan things uh, animation-wise, CGI-wise. It's probably a lot easier for them to um, move quicker and more organically. I think they got some images out there going around, because I had seen one on like Facebook or something. Yeah, they're just giant mm-hmm. screens. Uh, they're not flat. They look like they're almost projected. I don't know. I think that they're not projected, though. I think it's like an LED type. Yeah, movie. they're like curved. Like They're like huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really, really cool. Yep. Um, but I, pe- everyone loves Mandalorian. I don't know if I've heard anyone talk poorly of Mandalorian yet. So uh, if you do like those effects, which you probably do, totally. uh, Obi-Wan will have similar stuff, and you'll probably like that as well. Mm-hmm. Very excited. It definitely has the high ground. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll go into kind of Netflix news now. TV has kind of stopped being cable television for the most part. Yep. Uh, it's crazy. Just the world we live in. A uh, couple different things. First, I thought it was cursed. It might just be cursed. I didn't even realize until today that they're spelt the same. <laughs> but I don't know how else I would have spelt it. I've just never put two and two together like that. Uh, so the way the trailer looks for this new TV show, I thought it was a movie too. That was another thing that was really weird to me. Uh, this new TV show called Cursed is that the trailer shows it as a King Arthur story where Arthur is a woman, but Shelley did a little digging, and it makes a lot more sense that it's actually the Lady of the Lake, and it's going to be kind of her story. Yeah, mm-hmm. working alongside King Arthur, potentially, but yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. It reminds me of Last Kingdom in its cinematography. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if it's the same actor or not, but there's a dude that definitely looks like Floki from Vikings. Could be. I think it might be the same actor, but it literally looks like the same character, which is really weird. Um, So I'm for that, whatever that was. (laughs) Yeah, that trailer is kind of misleading then, like in regards to the like plot into like the the synopsis. Yeah, it definitely it's felt like, like they were saying. It seems like it's it's bait. 
I feel like, because yes. like, yeah. she's coming out of the water, so it's like, oh, there's Lady of the Lake, and she's like holding mm-hmm. the sword, this, she gives the sword to King Arthur, that's the whole story, but mm-hmm. it's really, it's like, they make it presented in a way where it's like, haha, we're changing up the story, so like, she's King Arthur, and that sort of thing, even though it's even not the narration... necessarily maybe what's happening, but it catches your attention. Like, if you were to yeah. see a trailer that was literally just like, oh, this story's about... Lady Lake and also Arthur, like, that would seem boring. But no, this is mm-hmm. interesting if it's, like, a gender swap thing, even though that's not actually what it is, if they present it that way, you know? Yeah, because I think the narrator even says, he's like, what if that sword, they, like, they talk about the mythology of the sword. Given, what, what if and they're like, what if, it chose was, a what if it chose a woman? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, what? Mm-hmm. Cool. Which wouldn't be a super original idea, because uh, the Fate series has already done that. Yep. Great anime. Um, and Saber is amazing. Mm-hmm. A saber is King Arthur, who's a woman. It's complicated. It's not explained. Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that whole real series, good, man. Real good anime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we're kind of hitting all the bases. We're going to talk about YouTube Red now, which I don't know how much longer YouTube Red is going to be a thing because I've seen ads for YouTube Premium which is like a no ads part of YouTube. And then I know that YouTube has like even YouTube TV, which is cable. Um, but the one show on YouTube Red that is done really well is Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like YouTube Red, they're kind of, they're at the very least getting rid of scripted content. So maybe they'll sure. still do reality type shows. Um, but Cobra Kai is going to be moving to Netflix. So if you really are into that show, don't worry, it's not going anywhere. That's cool. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Same. But every time I hear about it, I'm like, I really want to watch this. Mm-hmm. It's doing super well, and uh, a lot of people seem to like it. So it's crazy that, I mean, that's the only thing I've heard out of YouTube Red since it came out, really. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few original movies that were okay. Lots of, like, original shows from, like, already exi- existing YouTubers. That's, yeah, that, that too. That's a big thing for YouTube Red. It's mm. like, oh, MatPat's doing a show game theory but different. which sounded really cool but i never i never watched it mm-hmm. like went out and it was like game give matt pat a budget and it Pretty seemed much. cool yeah <laughs> um so i don't know season three my my biggest hope is and I, I can't imagine they wouldn't do this i'm hoping that all three seasons hit netflix and it's not just I think they the should. third season yeah i feel like it could get kind of dangerous there if youtube um, as flippant as YouTube can be, they could just get rid of the YouTube stuff. Or what they would maybe do is make Cobra Kai season one and two free on YouTube, and then you'd watch the third one on Netflix. Hmm. I'm just hoping they all go to Netflix. Easier yeah. for me, Easier more for likely everybody. than I'll watch it. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. Uh, I don't know when that's happening, but soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and then. We'll get into the discussion questions. Yeah. Real quick. We got a couple of them. Uh, real, real quick. Uh, did you guys see the thing? Remember how we were talking about Avatar a few weeks ago? How like it looked bad? Apparently Netflix is actually... I think it was on the comic book. But they're actually requiring the rights to the HD visuals. Like the HD Sweet. versions of that show. That's cool. So they don't okay. have to drop a bunch of money on Blu-ray versions? Yeah. Well, because I remember how like even... Cody, you were saying like how like they're... I think the, they still have like the original aspect ratios and things like that, right? Right. Yeah. So I just saw that like earlier today, and it popped into my head when we were talking about Netflix. Ang and uh, so- or not Sokka, uh, Zuko are in Smite apparently. Uh, and Korra. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. 
I saw the ad that was like, we need to save this world. It's in trouble. And Aang sounded right, but Zuko didn't quite sound <laughs> like himself. And I don't know if it was him or not, but I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I just wanted to add that in there real quick because I was like, oh, that, yeah, real. that's significant because we talked about it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Trey Bray Band uh, from Facebook, uh, which we just did like a post, ask questions. So best way to ask us questions is through our Discord and the GUG Cast questions channel. Yeah. Um, but Trey Raymond asked, do you think it's okay to play a video game or board game where you're supposed to play an evil character? Um, and I think we're probably all on a similar uh I mean, I've already hyped up here. the game Villainous, so I don't really... That's true. <laughs> I yeah. can't really say much more than that. <laughs> I think it's fiction, uh, and I would think that it's kind of a dangerous thought to think that the good guys are um, good people. Uh, they're like maybe saving the day or whatever, but um, I think that the idea that they're not flawed or that they don't um, need Jesus any more than the villains would be, or even that they're uh, saved, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of those characters that you're playing that are good guys in video games and stuff, um, they're not necessarily Christians, and it's not their good deeds that are going to get them anywhere. It's going to be uh, Jesus. And so if they were not fictional characters, and I mean, that's the real thing. It's yeah. like, it's fiction. Um, but I, I think that would be what I'd want you, the listener, to kind of um, think about would be like, the good guys aren't like any better than the bad guys right, right. Um, as far as like getting into heaven goes um, or being, you know, good Christian, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I think of games like Dragon Age and Mass Effect and stuff where, like, you have that choice. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think, like, I don't know, it's hard for me because, like, I like I kind of started to feel personally convicted about that stuff because before, like, I was saved and stuff, I'd be like, I'm always picking the bad character no matter what, you know? Like, I'm gonna always going <laughs> to choose, like, a Renegade or, or whatever, you know? like All hail Shadow. Yeah, Sorry. so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know, it was just something that, like, one of those little things that I'm like, eh, like, I don't know how comfortable I'd feel doing that ever again. Or, like, you know, going the evil route in Fable. Um, I think there's a difference when, like, when you look at Villainous, or uh, one thing I thought of when I read this question was the game Overlord. Uh, the, that series, when you play as, like, a Dark Lord and command all those minions, and you, like, go and, like, destroy villages and, like, all kinds of stuff, and you command a little army of goblins. I think in that stuff, when it's for, like, a fictional reason and a fictional, like... You know, if it's got a, if there's a reason for it and it's like meant to be like playful, I think that's fine. Um, but it's one of those things where I, th- I still think it's important to use discernment. Like even when you were saying, like some of the good guys that you know we enjoy like reading about or watching, like they're not even that good either. Like there's a lot of anti-heroes, you know, kind of things like that. And yeah. even even the even the best good guys are are flawed, you know. Like um, I don't know. Like right I, at the I, end of the day, yes. Iron Man is awesome. But Iron Man still needs Jesus. Yes, yes, yeah. that's a good way to yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's important to to use discernment and whether you think that's whether you think that's. I mean, that's kind of like it seems like that's the kind of answer we always go with. But for me, that's just what works for me. Um, so, I yeah. mean, yeah, I would recommend that. Yeah, I think cool. my final thoughts on it are. Um, I actually have a lot of friends Play who villainous. go for the, like I I have a friend who 
tries to play as chaotically as possible in any video game he plays if he has the option. He, like, anytime I'm watching him play, um, like, Red Dead Redemption 2, for example, he's the one, he's constantly killing people. He's constantly looping them up and, like, Oof. tying them on his horse. He's constantly, like, that's just what he does to play the game. That's what he finds as fun. But he's, like, obviously none of that portrays to him in actual real life. Um, right, right. And same with like D and D. Like playing, if you if you're playing like a more evil character in D and D, it's like right. You really mm-hmm. do again. You already talked about. It, you have to just discern. It's like how connected do you feel to the character on the screen or to your mm-hmm. character that you're playing, um, or how separate can you be from it? Um, like it's right. obviously like especially just taking D and D. It's really much more easier for me to play e- like good aligned characters because I feel like. I would be good aligned like in real life, that sort of thing. Like, and so mm-hmm. it's easier for you to do that. But sometimes it's really fun to try go an evil route. And sometimes you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this as the care as like as myself, but like the character would. So I'm gonna do it. Like I'm gonna try to like you know murder this guy or something. Um, so like, I think if you're, I mean, some people are super into role playing. Again, like some people play D and D or more role playing games more. Like you know, you already mentioned right. Dragon Age or Mass Effect, um, games like that where they give you a lot of choice. Um, I think all that stuff is like perfectly fine as long as you completely separate from who you are truly as a person outside of the game. Like they're completely mm-hmm. separate. Um, and again, like sometimes it's kind of just kind of fun to be like, oh, like let's play like a very different type of character. Um, but if it starts to make right. you feel uncomfortable, it's important for you to ask the questions like, oh, why am I uncomfortable with this? Because this is a bad thing to right. do. Like, is this, am I becoming, if you're like worried that you're going to become too connected to that character, then obviously that's, you know, a sign that you need to like step off, that you need to walk away. Or, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. If hurting someone in a game makes you feel like hurting someone in real life, then obviously... Then like probably you, you shouldn't, like, probably you just shouldn't. Back yeah. Off. But if you have yeah. a complete disconnect... You know, if it's not affecting you in real life, then I don't really see a big issue with it. Um, mm-hmm. It might be a benefit because it gives you a context of the world around you as well that mm-hmm. you may not have. Yeah. I do think that there are some lines that shouldn't be crossed. Um, like, it's one thing to uh, play D&D character. I'm just... I go D&D because that's the most role-playing game I yeah. know. Um, right, it's right. one thing to plays a character that will like to steal a bunch of stuff because they're they like to hoard stuff like one of my first characters ever loved to steal things because she was a she was a thief and she just loved gold and that was just kind of fun to play because she's like haha she's a thief and she's a you know whatever um it's another to um have a lot of fun playing as a character who likes to just straight up murder people like that you actually enjoy. You're not just doing it for the role playing sake and having fun with the role play. Mm-hmm. You're literally like just enjoying that through the character right, as right. well as like, then you get into realms of like rape and things like that. There's just some things that you just shouldn't even go into with D and D I've read. There's actually this really interesting um, subreddit that I follow called R- RPG horror stories. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the stories, it's basically what it sounds like. People just share their horror stories about, um, times where they, you know, usually it's D&D, but it's not always D&D. It's like Pathfinder or some other RPGs. Um, yeah, where they just share their experience, whether they had like a bad, like bad players around them, bad DM. A lot of those stories, um, have like weird, oh, the DM tried to pressure my character into, like, having sex with this other character. 
or like, oh, my uh, other players imagine. that were with me tried to rape my character. You know, this sounds very dark. I'm just saying oh. that there are some lines that should not be crossed. Um, that sounds like it takes the whole fun out of like exactly. The whole point of it. So I just gosh, that's so, terrible. Well, I guess my whole point is that it can be fun to roleplay as like an evil-ish character, but there are still boundaries. And I think yes. that if those, if again, if you, if what I'm saying actually sounds fun, um, then you really need to reevaluate yourself and read the Bible. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I just think that as long as you have confidence in your faith, and if you're like, hey, it'd be fun to play an evil character because of these, you know, maybe some other reasons because it's like different than the other characters you played, or. It's just fun to be someone who's like, ooh, an evil connively, you know, right? Like, it's it, that's a very different mm-hmm. vibe from someone who's actually out to, like, ruin the game for other people. You know what I mean? Like, that just ruins the game for everyone if you're doing those things. So, I don't know yeah, if totally. that makes sense, but that's that's what I got. <laughs> no, it makes yeah, sense. I guess I'm trying to think of where that line would be, and I think that it would be... Um, I don't think that escapism is necessarily... A bad thing yeah um, but fulfilling a fantasy through uh through whatever like if you're if you want to murder somebody in real life and so you're yeah. like i would have fulfilled that fantasy through D, yeah. then like i think that's there's definitely an that issue is there. A perfect mm-hmm. description because it's basically like you know people talk about um you know, oh, video games make you violent. That's a big controversial thing. And a lot of people say like, yeah, I play FPSs, but it's just an escapism thing. You're not actually Mm -hmm. killing real people. It's very like separated. Um, And yeah, I think- Same with robbing. Yeah. You know, if you were stealing- GTA 5, right? If you just steal cars all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that's like- (laughs) Yeah, like if you're doing it as like an escapism, it's just silly fun and then it's one thing, but if it's like fulfilling a Mm -hmm. fantasy of wanting to go hold up a bank, um, or like, you know, you actually want to be yeah, this big, totally. you know, thief. Yeah. Then like, there's an issue there where if you're you're not escaping into a fantasy world. You're you're, you're fulfilling, fulfilling a fantasy, fantasy that you want. In exactly. Real life. Mm-hmm. That is exactly I think where the line is drawn. So you really have to evaluate when you are role playing a character or playing a game <laughs> that has those options. Is like, are you going to choose that because it's yeah, like escapism, or it's like, oh, this is an interesting avenue we could take my character that it'd be fun to like maybe look at or see what would happen Mm -hmm. or oh my gosh i really want to murder someone this gives me the opportunity to murder someone so i'm going to do that that's just evil and bad so yeah Yeah. cool all right the dark conversation that's very very well said like there's so many examples i could provide with a lot of the video games that i've played and stuff too so Mm -hmm. yeah that's spot on cool all right this one would be a little quicker of an answer i think mm-hmm. amphibious t-rex via discord asks who's your favorite character in the way of kings and to me it's dumbledore because i haven't read it so <laughs> yeah you guys go Cody. ahead read the, read the book <laughs> yeah go read the book or listen to it i'll let the smart book. people talk we'll get joe in here then we'll kick you out and then we'll all have read it there we oh, go dang. um <laughs> yeah one of my favorite character my favorite characters and i'm because he specifically mentioned Way of Kings because he started reading Way of Kings. Because, uh, like, I've read uh, the one after that, so it's like I could go into that too, but uh, I really liked one of the first characters I really liked was Dalinar. Uh, yes. Because he's kind of the one that, like, has a head. Like, even though, like, he looks like he's not 
all there to a lot of other characters. Like, he's going through all this stuff. Like, he's actually the one that's kind of got the head on his shoulders. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, he's he's the guy, basically, when when this all starts out. And I, I really started to like him and, and see the world, like, to see everything that he went through, like, throughout that whole book kind of actually, like, come together, like, and stuff like that, like, eventually. So it was really cool to see that, like, to kind of, so he could start showing people that he's not crazy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. So I like that character a lot. Yeah. My, Dalinar is my favorite character in that in that series so far, for sure. And maybe if you just ask me, again, you say The Way of Kings. If you're taking just the first book and not the other two, um, maybe Kaladin? I mean, it's hard because the focus is on Kaladin in the first book, so it's really easy to, yeah. to start to like him in the first book. But after reading all three, Dalinar is, you know, there are definitely favorite. parts where I do not like Kaladin. For sure, same. It's like, yeah. But then, like, to the, to the point we were just talking about, he is a very flawed character. He's a good guy, mm-hmm. but he's a flawed character. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, even, yeah, it, the second book would probably be, like, Shallan. She totally comes into her own in the second totally. book. Totally. But, yeah, like, after mm-hmm. you read Oathbringer, like, Dalinar, you're... I need to read Oathbringer. You so. got... Dude, if Dalinar's your favorite character out. now, it's just gonna yeah. be solidified in Oathbringer because that's, that's like, cool. more his perspective. And oh, yeah, yeah. It's... it's so He's one of my favorite book characters ever. Okay? Mm. Like, I'm not a huge, huge avid book reader, I guess, so maybe that's... But just one of my favorite now, fictional yeah. characters, okay, is Dalinar. He's amazing. Um, now that work is picking back up, I can actually start listening to like stuff again because I've been yeah. listening to them on Audible. Yeah, because so. uh, Rhythm of War is coming out in November. Let's yes, go. I got to get it done before then, and I believe I can. If yes. I um, if you're gonna ask <laughs> me my second favorite character, it's probably Adolin. I actually really like Adolin. He gets a lot better too. Like, he's, he's a really good. He's, character. You don't like him at first, and they really make mm. it, you not like him at first. But then again, as the books go on, he really. You really like. At least I grew to really like him. Because um, at yes. first you're just like, oh, he's just a pretty boy who gets all the girls and doesn't respect women and stuff like that. But then later it's like, oh, he just doesn't really know what a good relationship looks like. And now he's kind <laughs> of exploring what that might look like. And he's actually totally. a very genuine person who loves his father. But he's just really conflicted about all this, you know, stuff. And so, yeah. <laughs> we could totally go on. Like we could go this on. This could be like another. Like, Cody, you say you said this was gonna be a short answer, but we it, it's brain. I thought season. it would be. We're gonna, we're gonna go <laughs> off. Going. Oh yeah, that was worth it though. Cool. I may have zoned out a little. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's why I'm like, we should stop because we'll be here a while. <laughs> All right. Are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I think that's it. Shelly? Mm-hmm. Cool. I have one really quick thing that I'm kind of proud of. Uh, it's very geeky. My watch, um, the battery was lasting like six hours, Galaxy Gear 3. Mm. Um, it's like a smartwatch. And I replaced the battery all by myself. And nice. uh, Yeah, that's not something that's super easy. I had to like take the uh, motherboard out or whatever mm, it was called yeah, yeah. and like actually... Do a bunch of technical That's stuff. That's like I want to fix watch. my Joy Cons, but I'm so scared to even open up those things. Like oh, I get yeah. scared when I have to open up anything like that. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Understandable. It wasn't like crazy complicated. Uh, my biggest, the biggest issue with it is that everything's connected by little ribbons, mm-hmm. um, and so the video was like, "Don't rip the ribbons," and I was super freaked out yeah, that I was definitely going to rip a ribbon. Right. Uh, but everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, watches, man. It's like even non 
um, electrical watches, non like any yeah. watches. It's like if they start to break or start to fall apart a little bit, it's super duper gutsy to actually try to like break it open to fix it. A lot of times people just, you know, buy a new one. So you did it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It didn't turn on right away. And I was so oh, scared. God. I was like, oh <laughs> no. no. I broke it. Like, uh. it just took a minute and then it came on. Um, yeah. I was like thinking about buying another watch, which would have been who knows how much mm-hmm. to get another one of these mm-hmm. things. Uh, and the battery literally cost me $15. So yeah. Wind. Yeah. Right on. I can do <laughs> techie things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and there, Shelly, where can they find you at? You can at? find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And LJ? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LJ, and I will be playing Portal 2 on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Grace. Cool. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye. Later. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.